everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the all-new podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, shares her view of pop culture, small-town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the Amazon video series Forever, starring Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Let's bring Mom in now. Oh, she's already here. <laughs> Mom has been in Chicago this week. She brought her sister out, uh, Carol. Carol. Carol's uh, upstairs. She's ill right now. She caught the kids cold. You've survived, it seems. I have. I yeah. have. Now, Dad said, don't come home sick mm-hmm. or you're never going again. And uh, I agreed to that. So I'm going to have to wait till at least eh, Wednesday, Thursday. Although I may not because, you know, my immune system is very good now that yeah. I have been eating healthy. Not this week. I ate terrible this week, but I had a great time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You've been talking on the podcast about how you're off sugar. Yes. Uh, but this week that is not a plot. That's right. This is my vacation week. And I tried to consume as much of... Leo's candy as I could. Leo's Halloween candy. Yeah, yeah. But where are the, he didn't get any peanut butter cups and I don't really like Snickers, so. Oh, he got nothing but Snickers when he yeah, went Yeah, I out. don't like Snickers. I mean, not nothing but, but he ended up with, what did we count, 13, 13 Snickers? yeah. Whenever he got a chance to pick something out of the bowl, he would pick the Snickers. Um, but let's, let's hit your highlights, your yeah. highlights from the Chicago trip. Okay. Uh, My highlights were, we were on the radio with Patty Vasquez. That's right. Now, how was that different from podcasting for you? Just very immediate, very fast. I had no idea what was going on. It was very fast. We're talking and then we're not talking because somebody's doing a commercial and I'm watching the lady sit across from us give all the news about fires and whatever, but her tone of voice sounds like we're talking about a fashion show or (laughs) the latest uh, chocolate company. It's really amazing to me to watch that. That was... It's a little incongruous to watch her chirp. Yeah. Uh, you know, house tragedy. three yeah. killed and... Blah, 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 they and, deliver everything in the same yes, yeah, sort of yes. radio voice. And it felt like nothing really stuck to her. So I guess that's how you do that job. You just, I guess so. It seems hard to me. It seems I, can, I don't know how I would be able to read the sad stories yeah. without putting some emotion into yeah. my voice. I mean, not like boo-hoo, but a little somber, right? Right, right. Uh, like, holy crap. Listen to this. So every Tuesday, I'm on uh, WGN here in Chicago. You can hear it all across the upper Midwest, even up into Canada, if you can imagine such a thing. So tune in Tuesday nights to the Patty Vasquez Show if you want to hear me do. I usually do a TV trivia bit with some call-in players, and then I talk about pop culture. Maybe I do a recommendation. It's a fun time. And Mom came along this time, and she was the phone-a-friend, phone-a-mom, we called it, for the players and uh, mom, you came through both times. You yep. earned points for both of the players, yep. right? And they win prizes. They do. They won. Um, uh, the winner got a $50 gift certificate to Abt Electronics here in uh, Chicagoland. And you said that's like. That's like, well, I said to you, it's like oh. Leechmere, <laughs> right. which is a long defunct um, electronics and housewares yeah. chain that used to be in New England. Uh, and uh, so, oh, the other person won a Lou Malnati's pizza. Pizza, right? yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun time. Mom on the radio. Patty was very excited to have you. Patty is a lovely, lovely lady. She has a lot of energy. She's sharp as a whip, pretty, and 
I couldn't say enough nice things about her. Well, that'll have to be enough for now. Okay. Uh, what else happened this week? Uh, were... Halloween. We had Halloween. Mm -hmm. What did you make of Chicago Halloween as opposed to Wilmot, New Hampshire Halloween? <laughs> well, in, in Wilmot, usually everybody has on their snowsuit, so you never can see right. anybody's uh, costume. But this was fun. All the kids dressed up. I... I, you know, there was no slackers. There was no ruffian 14-year-olds mm. shaking you down for candy. And I was, uh, it was very lovely that a lot of the kids, to me, it was like a slice of life just to watch people, how they act. You know, the kids that, that come up and say, um, trick or treat or happy Halloween and please take one. And they take one and then they go off. And then there's the kids that come up and you say please take one and they take three and but the worst part was the people that brought their dog along a lot of people brought their dogs and i don't have a problem with that but when your dog takes a crap <laughs> on on the lawn yeah. then pick it up you know there's little children there's adults and and i know somebody stepped in it because it was right on the what is that piece of grass called between the street and the sidewalk? There is a name for it, isn't uh, there? Yeah. Let us know if anybody knows. Yeah. The piece of grass between the sidewalk and the street. So anyway, this dog took a crap, not on your lawn. It was on the next door neighbor's lawn. But then people stood over there and children were running around. And it just it made me sad. But again, this is all slice of life. There's always going to be somebody that yeah. lets their dog poop on your lawn and is, doesn't pick it up. There is that kind of people in the world, you know? Yeah, I do know. And so, but he didn't poop on your lawn. As long as, yeah, as long as it wasn't our lawn. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I got some ruffians, by the way. You took the first shift, so you got all the cute kids. Yeah. But by the, then I took the tail end, and I was starting to get some, like, 16-year-olds oh, who, yeah, like, yeah. their costume was, uh, his hat was on backwards yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, then, and then when we finally turned the the... The door, we shut the door, yep. and then somebody took a pumpkin off the... <laughs> somebody the stole a pumpkin. <laughs> not even, a, it wasn't a jack-o'-lantern, no. and not even a big pumpkin. No. Like the, what was it, the size of like a cantaloupe, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't know. Didn't we find it down the yeah, street? Yeah, it was down the street, and it wasn't it smashed was or anything. So probably some little kid traveled all the oh, way up the steps probably. to, and then couldn't carry That's it. That's cute. Yeah. I can picture that now. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that story. And uh, the last story I have, last story, the last thing I wanted to share with you was that we went to Mariano's, right. the local grocery store, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get some of their mix of Garrett's. That's like Garrett's. It's like yeah. um, a, a local to this area popcorn company. company. Yes, Garrett's, and they're famous for the Garrett's mix, which is what, Mom? Cheddar cheese. Mm -hmm. And caramel corn mixed together in right. a big tin. Cheddar cheese popcorn. popcorn. And caramel yes, popcorn. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, no, it's a big triangle of mouse cheese yeah. with. <laughs> That's what you made it sound like. I like know. They melted. I'm sorry. And that would be gross. <laughs> that would be gross. But it's quite delicious. And I can never decide whether I like one cheese, one caramel corn at one time or individually. And be. Before you decide, the whole package is gone. <laughs> That's right. so, so you have to buy it again. <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to, I wanted to purchase some. Anna, Johnny's wife, my sister, and I went to Mariano's and you 
They don't sell it upstairs anymore at this Mariana's. There's a little kiosk downstairs in the vestibule area mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they sell flowers. And for the life of me, I don't understand it. So anyway, they had a big bag of this popcorn mix. And we stood there and stood there and stood there and stood there some more. And we, Anna said, oh, here comes an employee. But they went into the bathroom instead, which is mm -hmm. right next to the... And, and you so, don't want them touching your popcorn. No, I know. Finally, I just, this popcorn bag was six fifty, well worth it. I took a $10 bill out and I leaned across the counter and set off the hand scanner. And, but I shoved it in front of the cash register mm -hmm. and we left. So I feel like we left three fifty dollars extra mm -hmm. and were good and we got, stepped outside and either Anna or the my sister said step aside no. ma'am <laughs> one of them said well now we're on camera and which I didn't think of but of course we probably were but I felt like it was okay I left extra money yeah the worst that was going to happen was the employee would come back from wherever maybe hopefully would come back uh -huh. and put it in his pocket like, oh, whose right. money is this? And But that leaves me free and clear to enjoy this popcorn. And then the manager's going to come by and said, uh, hey, Joe, I noticed we're one short on the caramel and cheese popcorn <laughs> bag. So uh, take a hike. You're out of a job. Well, perhaps that's for the best. Oh, really? So well, you're looking to get someone fired with your shoplifting spree <laughs> here. I'm not looking to get someone fired, but come on, get your act together, people. Is that too much to ask? That someone check you out so yeah. you can eat your popcorn? Yeah. No, that is not too much to ask. And they I put it on sale, they should sell it. Yes. Where is this person? Who is somebody to relieve him? Did you have to really go to the bathroom? Are you at the nurse's station? You know, did you go upstairs to get an orange for to eat on your break? I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. There's so many questions that were not answered, but... In the end, I don't really care. I just want you to check me out. Mm -hmm. But instead, you stole popcorn. I didn't steal it. I left extra money. Mm -hmm. I left extra money. Well, do you think $3.50 justifies stealing? Then uh, I guess we have a different <laughs> sense of justice, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. What else could you do? You wanted that popcorn. You that's come right. all the way for it. That's right. Came I all came the way from, the New, way from Hampshire. New Hampshire for that. That's right. And... Uh, by God, I was going to have it. And I did consider stealing it. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to be Thank honest. Thank you for being honest. I did. I did consider just taking it because that should be, they should be punished. Mm. Fascinating how popcorn so often turns into a matter of scruples, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a really ethically challenging food. Well, you know, but let's, let me just say, popcorn at the movies is an absolute ripoff. Yes, it is. Yeah. They don't even pop it. They don't even pop it fresh. They just bring in these big plastic bags of popcorn and dump it in and the light bulb heats it oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why I always uh, pack my pockets with popcorn. Do so you? when I get yep, Yeah. Including the little key pocket. I put a couple <laughs> popcorns in that's there. That's where you should put your butter. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what do you make of Chicago overall? Oh, I love Chicago. I love the neighborhoods. I love the I love that you can go off in one direction and have an experience and then the next day go off in another direction and have a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A variety of neighborhoods. That's right. That's right.
Whereas in New Hampshire, you take a walk in any direction and it's just more New Hampshire. More, more of the same. Yeah. Rednecks and <laughs> hillbillies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, should we move along to our review, Mom? Wait, did that offend somebody saying hillbillies? No. Okay. This week, Mom and I are talking about Forever. Maya Rudolph stars alongside Fred Armisen in the Amazon-exclusive series Forever, which debuted earlier this fall. Rudolph and Armisen play a married couple who have settled into a comfortable routine. They eat the same meals, they have the same fun, they take the same vacations on a schedule that has turned their lives into an infinite loop. Then one year, the restless Rudolph decides that instead of heading to their lake house as usual, the couple should take a ski trip. This break from routine ends up sending the pair into a bizarre new realm where the rules of normal life no longer apply. Here's a clip. What if we went somewhere else this year? Hmm. I mean, it's kind of a tradition for us, but maybe. What did you have in mind? What about a ski trip? It's active. It's outdoors. I was just reading this great interview with Edie Falco. She's very into skiing. She and her family go all the time. Really? I mean, she's one of my favorites. I know. She's amazing. Talented and yeah. down to earth. Yeah, I think she might have adopted some kids at one point. And even if she didn't, it seems like she would. 100% agree and love her. So let's go skiing. My company has some nice properties up in Big Bear. We could go for cheap. I don't know. I already told my staff that we're going up to the lake house. Mm -hmm. So what do I tell them tomorrow if they ask me about it? That we decided to go somewhere new this year? Hmm. Uh, hey guys, uh, we're going skiing this weekend. Yeah, that could work. Forever is available to stream on Amazon Video. Mom, did Forever inspire your eternal devotion? Yes, it did. Wow, eternal. Eternal. You're never going to turn your back on Forever. No, okay. I'm not. I'm so not. I'm going to take care of a little housekeeping up front here. This is a show that takes a surprising turn after the first episode and then an even more surprising turn at the end of the second episode. We're going to talk about the whole thing here because I don't think it's going to ruin the show for you. But if you want to go in totally fresh, I'm just telling you up front, I don't often do this. But if you want to go in totally fresh, then pause the podcast, leave watch the entire 10 episode run of forever and then come back and finish it up. No, just just watch the first couple episodes and you'll be with us, okay? Gotcha. And we're not going to we're not going to ruin anything for you, but if you just want to hear about the show, it'll still be fun after we talk about it. Definitely. Right? Yes. Okay. Set it up for us, mom. Ordinary couple, ordinary mm -hmm. life, ordinary everything. They switch it up, the husband ends up dead. Poor Fred. Fred Armisen do I think he is quite a talent. Mm -hmm. Do you watch Portlandia? I don't like him on that. Okay. But you like him from SNL? I, oh, yeah, yeah. We're happy anytime we see him show up. Let's That's put it right. that way. That's right. Because I know it's going to be something quality. I trust his ability to uh, hmm. edit junk. Okay. Yeah. What do you make of his character in this on this show, Oscar? Well, this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. To me, he's pathetic. He has a pathetic quality... <laughs> Um, and I think it's acting, but I really do think some of that is really him. Is Fred Armisen, is Fred the Armisen. actual person. The, you think that the pathos is part of him? I do. Okay. I just think he does it too well for it not to. Okay. I get it. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, okay. for sure. 
um, when we were talking about it um, before the show, I said he has a certain, um, and we only talked about it briefly, but I said he has a certain uh, naivete to him, but he's not really naive. He's just content with his somewhat circumscribed existence. He's a dentist. He likes to do crossword puzzles. He likes to go to the same lake house every year and cook the same dish to celebrate. And he's just content with that. He's not ambitious to expand his horizons. Right. right? I wonder if old dentists are like that. Hmm. Well, uh, that's a, another conversation. Yeah, that's a profound. We'll have to do some research on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that they have a very high suicide rate. <laughs> Did you read that in the Daily Mail? Is that where you got this? <laughs> no. I have to say, mom's not to get too far off track here, but mom's sister is also visiting this uh, this week, as you mentioned, and um, she spends the whole day scrolling through the Daily Mail, which is just the worst possible source of information. Oh come on! The National Enquirer has got to be the worst. <laughs> all right, all right, but it's a close second. To the National Enquirer, of course, was your. Uh, your mother's favorite my mom's favorite yeah. yeah although she would she would tell you be the first to tell you it's all lies it's all lies <laughs> but she would buy it every week and read it cover to cover <laughs> so that dentist suicide figure you heard either came from the daily mail or the inquirer <laughs> i don't know we can't vouch for that uh, particular statistic okay. but in any case getting back to the show yes he has a pathetic fred arbison's character oscar has a somewhat pathetic quality to him yeah and uh, Maya Rudolph is is very um, she's very good in her role too. She's very ordinary, very pleasant, very um, mm. you know seems very in tune with with Fred Oscar. Mm-hmm. Seems mm-hmm. Her, her husband. They're very in tune, but she's a little more adventuresome, a little more restless, a little. Yeah, you've put it well, Mom. She is. She's pleasant. She goes with the flow. I mean, she goes to the lake house year after year. Right. It takes a while for her to get restless, right? It's not yes. like she's some wild child who married this button-down guy, right? right? But she reaches a point where she is not satisfied anymore and it's clear that oscar will never reach that point he'll be satisfied for life right and then satisfied for eternity because what happens at the end of the second episode mom he dies she dies right. and they meet up together in what i'm calling heaven mm-hmm. but after a, a few episodes of it now i'm saying maybe not heaven Right. You know, it's it's otherworldly. Mm. Um, it's an afterlife. Afterlife of yeah. some sort. And that's what I'm really intrigued with, because my my first assumption being heaven is the one I got when I was seven, which is fluffy clouds, angels with their big <laughs> fluffy wings. And, you know, I never really progressed much beyond right. that. To that's see, your image of heaven. That's my image of heaven. So... I sort of like the idea of your soul living on as, you know, air, as an as a energy in the air. Mm. But in the end, and please don't strike me dead if there is a God, but I just think it just ends. That's really what I think. For, for human beings, you for mean, human when beings. we die, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I have a hard time getting into this afterlife thing. But anyway, I'm yeah. finding this very interesting, thinking of it as an afterlife. But, you know, I know it isn't because they look like people. And 
anyway, I didn't mean to get off on that. No. Well, it it prompts you to think about such things. Well, it does. It does prompt you to think because here they are reunited in the afterlife, and their life is the exact same as it was. On That's Earth. right, and that I love the title of the show, which whose meaning unfolds as you go along, because. When we first see them, and it quickly establishes their the routine nature of their life. Not unpleasurable, but extremely routine. And it feels like forever, right? Yes. And if forever, it also conjures the marriage vows, right? Till death do us part, whatever. That's interpreted as forever. But then the show proposes with this afterlife that has no apparent end, what if it really were forever? Yeah. You know, when she shows up after she dies and they have that moment together, Oscar is so excited to see June, Maya Rudolph's character, and she is happy, but she's not... Maybe I was reading into it, but it kind of reminded me of the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry David has trouble... Uh, making vows to his wife that mentioned that even after death they will be together yeah. right yeah. and i kind of got a little bit of that same feeling from june and that it's like oh we're back to this yeah. but then that feeling comes much more to the fore in the ensuing episodes that yeah. really is the the arc that she takes she's yes. excited to see him and she missed him genuinely she missed him definitely. dearly definitely um but it's also like okay now it really is forever and how is how does she handle that? Well, and that is interesting because, uh, as it turns out, she again is the restless right, one. Right. They have a wonderful neighbor that is mm -hmm. Case. Case, right? And I love her. She's alone. She does not have a husband mm -hmm. with her. And I love that she's trying to make it different. She's she's trying to burn her furniture. And she goes back in the house, and there's the furniture, piece of furniture she's trying to burn. It's all intact and beautiful, and it hasn't changed at all. And she's mad about that. Mm -hmm. She wants she wants something different. And finally, she invites Maya to travel with her to someplace else. Mm. And they are greeted by a man. Have you seen this part? I have not gotten this far. Okay, I've seen so, the first four episodes, but go ahead. So go ahead. I'll just say, they bump into a man and he says, you should go in this direction. Oh. Yeah. Where awaits something different. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. But I already, I only stopped watching because uh, I want to let Anna catch yes, up catch so she up. can watch yeah. it with me. Yeah. But it was hard to stop. I got hooked on this show without even realizing it. Because I'll tell you, I was about halfway through the second episode and I was starting to feel like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. And then when the episode ended and June died, I was just like, oh, this is a very different show than I thought it was yes. going to be. And it, conj it conjured to mind, uh, to some degree, The Good Place another show about the afterlife and there's a lot of there's a there's a bunch of parks and recreation alums working on this show forever oh, as right? there are on the good place so i think oh. there's a little bit of crossover in terms of just how they think about these things yeah. and about using the afterlife as a as a setting you know this has a very different feel um it's less sitcommy and more um yeah filmic but i wasn't convinced 
And then I, after the second episode, I was just like, well, I got to see what's what's next. And that's the feeling you get. Everything, it's a slow moving show. It's a patient show. Let me put it that way. Yes. So you don't really realize you're getting sucked in, but I certainly was. And every time an episode ended, I was just like, oh, I got to watch the next one. Did you too? Oh, I watched them all. I watched them all in one day, I think. Did you? Yes. I couldn't. I was running in the kitchen, throwing stuff in the oven and running back in. And it was it was a, a television day for sure. Because what you're going to find is just as intriguing. The next episode will be just mm -hmm. as intriguing. Now, here, I have to tell you this. It's a little quirky. You know, it's a little, yeah. it's a little quirky. So I watched... 20 minutes of a movie called Forever that was all in Spanish <laughs> or French or something. And I just thought, oh, well, it's, this is just an episode that they're doing that's, right. you know, you'll right. get the gist of it. And I did feel like I got the gist of it, but it actually was not even the same. <laughs> it wasn't even the same thing. No, you just clicked on the wrong thing on yeah. the Amazon, yeah. right? But this is not what you watched first you're saying no. you had already watched some of the show but yeah it is offbeat enough that's funny that you thought they could be doing something just, different yeah just keeping on keeping on i'm <laughs> with you i'm following you <laughs> um can i tell you one of my favorite moments yes. and i wish the show had more of this you know the comedy can sometimes be pretty pat it's not a ha ha show but it's a you know there's elements of comedy to it but sometimes it has special moments like this one where when they meet Case for the first time, Oscar and June go over and meet their new neighbor, Case, played by Catherine Keener, as a sort of a gruff and standoffish, somewhat mysterious person. You know, like she says, she works for the government. What is that? And June is trying to make conversation, and she awkwardly tosses out this icebreaker <laughs> of, uh, what month were you born in? And she says, May for me. And I was so amused by the fact that her name is June... And she was born in May. And to me, it was a really elegant piece of writing that captured part of the spirit of this character, June, especially as played by Maya Rudolph, in that she's not 100% on point. She's a little right. off. And I feel like the series, in the series, she is trying to grapple with that little bit off of her right yes. like she cannot just go through the routine and do the same crossword puzzles every right. day like right. like fred armison's character can she has something some offshoot that doesn't fit into that mold and just the fact that she was born in the wrong month for her name and why on earth was she named june it really tickled me and to me captured some essence of the character in a you know sort of a throwaway moment yes Yes, I really like the concept of this. I like how it's carried out. And again, not to be religious, but I like the way it makes you think. Mm. You know, do you like the idea of an afterlife? Here's, let me, let me show you model A. <laughs> or, right. right, would you really want that? Yeah, yeah. Do you need that? I mean, yeah, because it feels oppressive to me. Like there's a there's a montage uh, in I think the third episode where 
Um, it's another one of these establishing the routine montage. Like there's one at the beginning of the series when they're still alive. Right. And then in the afterlife, there's one where every day they go for a walk for a and walk. they see, you know, Mrs. Nakajima or whatever right. her name is. Right. Clipping her hedges. And it just made me feel like, oh, like what if that were forever? And you really yeah. just were in this quaint, sunny, um, big lawns, pretty houses, suburbia forever it gave me it made me a little itchy yeah which i think you know it was intended to do yes yes it does make you feel closed in Mm -hmm. and that's why i this could this could go in two directions well it could go in many directions but to me it could be uh it could turn out to be just oppressive or it could turn out to be really big what do you mean really by that? wide open spaces anything's possible you know maybe this is all they can imagine so this is what they have right now because they've never dreamed of something bigger their life on earth was uh very confining oh, oh. yes you i know? see what you're saying so I maybe like in the afterlife their life will also be confining you know did they not pursue a dream or um so you're suggesting that they're living the life that they imagined in the afterlife yeah oh sure well i'm so glad i haven't watched all the episodes now so that i can incorporate that um reading of it into uh my viewing because i love that yes i get it you you understand what I'm yeah. saying? okay yeah, yeah. Uh, it made me think a lot it made me think a lot because, again, as I say, I do believe you're one and done that make the most of mm-hmm. this because that's all there is. And if there's something more, then, wow, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But I don't have any imagination for that. So this show is doing my imagination right. for me. Right. I'm with you. I think we die because yeah. this is one of the TV quotes that has shaped my worldview more than any other. You know I love Six Feet Under. Yeah. Longtime followers of mine will will know that I've thought pretty deeply about that show and written about it. I know I need to write about the last season. I'll get to it. In any case, there's an exchange, I think, in the first season where some um, distraught woman comes to Nate Fisher, who, if you haven't seen the show, he uh, and his brother run a funeral home. It's more complicated than that, but that's all I need to know right now. She comes over to Nate Fisher, played by Peter Krause, who was just wonderful. This woman just says to him, as part of pouring her heart out, why do people have to die? And he says, as part of a larger answer, to make life worth living. And that, it's changed the way that I looked at life, and it changed the way I looked at a lot of things, in that an end to something is what allows it to have meaning. You know, and the Japanese, you know, I spent time in Japan. This is an important idea in Japanese art and culture is the ephemeral nature of of beautiful things. And the fact that they will and makes, you know, is part of their beauty. And that's really how I look at life. You know, I think it's important to recognize that it that it does end because, as I would put it, that's what gives life any meaning. Because if we were just forever, we wouldn't even conceive of life as a special thing. You wouldn't even care. You know, and that's why I think. You know, when you read about people's last days, you know, with regrets, well, don't don't have any regrets. Mm. Did you want to go to some place? Then you should go there. I pretty much enjoy every day as mundane as my days are. Mm. 
because of the love I have for your father. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that that's where my great joy daily comes from, that level. So you will not, you don't think, like June, you don't think you would ever reach that point where, oof, you're just, you need a change to your routine. Yeah, Or no, do you need that and like something like this coming out to Chicago for a week is enough? Not enough. I mean, I would like to live right across the street from you. <laughs> I would like that too. Um, I have enough. That's funny because I just read something about a mother saying goodbye to her daughter at the airport. And the mother says to her, uh, I wish you enough. And the daughter says to the mother, I wish you enough. And the daughter gets on the plane and goes off. And the mother says to somebody standing there, did you, did you ever say goodbye to somebody knowing it would be the last time that you would say that? And the woman said, oh, you know, I don't know. I guess, no, I haven't. And so she said, but can I ask you what the enough is? And that obviously you should Google this because I don't remember what she said. But she said basically, you know, I, I hope you have enough love and I hope you have enough kindness in your life and I hope you have enough mm. friends that... Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And uh, I thought that was kind of nice. I have enough. Well put. Uh, forever. Amazon video. Uh, Mom, what is your grade for forever? Oh, definitely A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Okay. Put it in the A+. Plus Hall of Fame. And uh, finally, Mom, what is your recommendation for the listeners this week? I have a very short book for for you to give a look at. It's like a, it's like a little bit of a long short story. It's just a very pleasant read. It's translated from the French, I believe. It's called The Red Notebook by Antoine Lorraine, L-A-U-R-A-I-N. And it's about a woman that is mugged and loses a handbag that's very precious to her. But even more important are the things that she carries with her all the time. And she ends up with a concussion and in the hospital and a, a man coming by a trash can finds the pocketbook, takes it home, take, takes it to the, to the police station, but it's going to take hours for them to see him. So he takes it home with the intention that he's going to go back to the police station when, in fact, he takes it home and in, in an effort to locate the mm. owner, goes through the pocketbook and actually falls in love with her. Ah. By the little remembrances Ooh, and things. I'm that, intrigued. Yeah. And notebook that she carries, the little notations. You know, there's no surprises. There's no, but it's very eloquently wrote, written, and it's an That's enjoyable good. It's read. eloquently wrote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read good. Yeah. Me read good. And uh, for all you grammar people out there, my mouth is dry. <laughs> Take a sip. Uh, okay, The Red Notebook by uh, Antoine Lorraine, yeah. or Laurent, perhaps. Uh, that is available wherever it is sold. That's all for this week's edition of Pop Mom, this special in-person edition of Pop Mom. Mom, was it different for you being right here? Yeah. Yeah. How was it different? Well, I feel like when I'm at home, uh, you know, I do a lot of my thinking looking at the ceiling. So I looked at you this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was Even different. though I was often ignoring you and looking at the computer and whatnot. <laughs> 
I was just praying through the whole thing that the computer was getting it all. Uh, yeah, you can see how my attention is kind of divided between, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But, you know, when we were on the radio, you really had your act together. <laughs> As opposed to the podcast, you mean? Well, no, because at the radio station, I, I, it was crazy. It was fast. It was, I just had no idea what was going on. But you did. Well, I've done that a thousand times. I know, but still, it's a lot. It's like flying an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to keep track of for sure. But yes. it's once you've done it a few times, it's it's pretty simple. So you should not be impressed. In any case, as I said, that's all for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Mm, hmm. Something interesting. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. Something interesting. Hey, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, Consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out. Just give us the, the five stars, if you please, uh, and write something nice, and it really helps expose the podcast to more people. And I hope you agree with me that more people should be listening to the podcast. We do good work here, don't we, Mom? We do. If we do say so ourselves. Uh, if you don't enjoy the show, lucky for you, it's almost over. We love you, Mom. <laughs> love oh, we you love, too, Daddy. We love you listeners, I mean, but I love you, Mom. <laughs> Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.